space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the podcast Jelly and Bean. Their ongoing mission, to explore strange new worlds, to discuss news and opinions about TV, movies, games and technology, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Hello there, you are listening to Jelly and Bean and this is a show where we discuss all manner of geek topics and on today's very special episode we'll be exploring Star Trek Into Darkness as well as the original series from the 1960s and how these two versions compare. This show is hosted by none other than Brandon Maines, an unlikely hero from the distant lands of the United States and myself, Jelly, aka Daniel Farrelly, an Apple fanboy with a heart of gold. Today is Friday. The 17th of May, 2013, and this is episode 25. Hello, Bean. Hello, Jelly. So today's show is a very special one because we're ignoring everything that happened in the world other than Star Trek. It's true. Because we we all know that Star Trek is the most important, yeah? Yes, and we'll we'll make up for it by next week. We'll... uh... It'll be, you know, two hours long, but we'll do it at double speed, so it'll only be an hour. So, we'll, we'll, you know, it'll be two, two weeks in one. That will be fine. Sweet, sweet. So, uh, like I said in the intro, today we're going to be talking about uh, the new movie, Star Trek Into Darkness. And, uh, and we're also going to touch on the original series, because uh, both you and I have recently, or fairly recently, been watching through uh, the original series, so that we can, uh, just, just so that we can talk about it. Yeah, because... almost, like, almost like we planned it. Mm. So it's been a little while since I actually talked about the original, like since I watched the original series. Uh, I think uh, it was it's a couple of months ago now that we kind of, we, we finished and uh, Mel and I moved on to Next Generation and, uh, and Riker and his beard. And his and be- weird way of sitting. And, and by weird, weird, I mean awesome. His weird way of sitting, which is all over the internet. And if you haven't seen it, I'm going to link to that in show notes because it's amazing. It only works because he's so tall. Well, I, I think if we try to sit like that, we'd, we'd be very uncomfortable. Well, well, actually, we, I, we, we have some kitchen stools that have relatively low backs on them. Like they're high off the ground, but they've got really low backs. So we can actually, we can actually like do the Riker sitting move <laughs> on those stools. Uh, and this this uh, makes Mel very very happy, <laughs> very very happy. But that's all completely beside the point. Because today we're not talking about Next Generation. We're talking about the original series, Kirk, Spark, Bones. Well, that doesn't mean we can't reference the Next Generation. That's true. Or or Voyager, or you know, if we're really desperate, you know, Enterprise. <laughs> and well, let's f- first off. Let's talk about the new movie, because last week, uh, by the time the episode aired, I had just seen it, uh, and you were about to go and see it. Right. So, it's been a while. Do you remember any of it? Uh, There was a spaceship. Yep. And yep. Uh, some alien guys, I think, and some I not think alien guys. Some, there was a guy in like a yellow shirt with really kind of... His eyes, like, and the hair, yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 and there were lens flares. Oh, lens flares. Lots how of could, lens how flares. How could we forget the lens flares? Right. 
So that's our review of uh, of <laughs> the <stuff>. end. <laughs> Uh, no, let's go. Let's let's get into it. So, uh, you know, we, we've been uh, we've been keeping up on the trailers and uh, and keeping up on all the stuff that's been coming out for this movie. Uh, and if you remember correctly, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch joined the cast uh, probably you know months ago, and uh, he was you know people were wondering who he was going to be playing and. They kind of kept it really quiet, and we kind of uh, we we found out that the guy that he's playing was named uh, John Harrison, right? Yeah, um, which only led to you know more kind of you know who is he really, and they never really gave us any any details, and they kind of the the way that the movie was kind of set up in the trailers was very different to actually how the movie kind of turned out. Did you did you get that feeling at all? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, well, see, I see. I don't. I don't know. I feel like if I start to talk about this, I'll actually start to go in and and give an an actual review of the movie. I don't know if we're, if you wanted to actually get in get that that detailed yet. Well, what see what I what I the sort of things that I mean right is that uh you know we saw Cumberbatch uh in one of the more recent trailers. I think the last trailer that came out. Uh, and like we we saw him kind of in command of the you know the the dark enterprise as we you know as we referred to it right the ship uh, with the goatee yeah, yeah the ship with the goatee the 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 giant dark you know enterprise with enterpriseiness uh and he was in control and he was like you know we we, we the, the the trailer kind of made it seem like it was you know oh you know I've I'm I'm Benedict Cumberbatch, and I have an evil enterprise, and I'm going to come take you down. And the movie kind of had a the diff- the the feel of the movie was actually very very different to that. Yeah, I, I guess you're right because, like, yeah, that that does happen at some point, but that's all of like a couple minutes worth of the movie. Yeah, and it doesn't quite happen the way that the trailer kind of inferred that it would. Where he suddenly turns up in the in this evil enterprise, and it's you know, and and uh, it actually happens very differently to that. You know, I'm trying I'm trying to get kind of cut to the idea behind this without giving away too much, because uh, you know we'll uh, for for the benefit of those who have uh, have joined us but haven't seen the movie yet. I uh, you know we'll keep a little bit of this spoiler free, and then we're gonna we're gonna delve into the the spoilers a little bit later. Like is like seems to be our, our new rule, I guess. Yes. Keeping keeping the spoilers till till later in the episode. Uh so you know, we'll 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 give you a heads up when that when that comes. I, mm. I, I think I can I can say though my favorite part of the movie without it being a spoiler. Um my favorite part was seeing Mickey from Doctor Who. Yes. And I, I called it like I, I as soon as I saw like the side of his face, I'm like I'm like Ruby, Ruby, that's Mickey, that's Mickey, and she's like no, did, no, it's not. And then he I turns, the and I'm like thing. yeah. I did the same thing. Uh, and there was there was quite a few little uh, little like moments to geek out uh, in 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 the movie. Uh, there was one scene where I saw um the green the green chick from the first movie, well not okay. the first movie, but you know the the most recent, so just Star Trek uh, yeah. movie. When I say first movie, I'm going to refer to first movie as being the first of the new movies as opposed to the first first movie, which is, you know, the Star, Star Trek, Trek motion picture. The, the motion picture. Yes. Uh, you know, so the first movie in this particular regard is the is the newly remade one. 
Yeah, so there was a green chick in in the, like in a in a shot, kind of you know running, uh, like running away from something right. on the ground, and uh, just kind of really kind of swished by. Um, yeah, and and there and I mean there were, there were other little I guess Easter eggs as well. There there was a there's a triple in in a scene. Yes, uh, which is a in a couple yeah. of scenes actually. I think like it, it actually got quite yes. a bit of quite, that is quite a bit of screen time, and it even made noises. As as triples are prone to do, which yes. is of course a, a reference to the episode. Well, I, what was it? Is it Trouble with Triples? Yes, that is the episode. Yes, so that, that's that's a pretty famous, pretty famous uh, episode from the original series. Right. Um, yep. So yeah, yeah, there were quite a few of of uh, not not just references to the original series or even the, the previous movie, but references to the uh, the original series of movies. Um, you know, like there were some phrases, you know, some some lines that were the same. Um, you know, some I guess similar scenes as well. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, there was a lot. There were lines in there that were just kind of referenced back to you know to the to the original crew of the Enterprise, right? So, uh, you know, uh, Bones at one point says, uh, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a doctor, Jim, not a what did he say? Was it a, like a rocket scientist or something? I yeah, it's I can't remember the exact. But he says, you know, he says, "I'm a doctor, not an ex." You know, <laughs> like yeah. he does. I, 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 my favorite, my favorite version of that from the original series was, "I'm a doctor, Jim, not a bricklayer." <laughs> uh, yeah, good, good. Thanks, thanks for the uh, update, <laughs> uh, Bones. Good. Uh, and there was there was quite a few other like little references. Um, obviously. Uh. What, what what was it? There was an, there was a reference to an episode uh, by Bones where he says that he would if he wanted to get left on a planet it would be with a, a hot woman or something along those lines, uh, and that's the reference to an episode called "For the World Is Hollow and I've Touched the Sky," I think. Yes, um, it's yeah, it's where he nearly three. yeah where he very nearly does get left behind on a planet with a hot woman, yeah, because that's what happens in. Star Trek. <laughs> there are planets with hot women, and the Enterprise crew must go Land on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> they boldly go where no man has gone before, to planets of hot women. Hmm. Good. I'm glad that we've. Uh, I'm glad that we caught captured that on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> so, uh, Kind of back to, back to the like back to the, uh, the to the movie. Like uh, one of the things that um, really kind of irked me about this particular film. Um, so the the first the first Star Trek um, was really good, and uh, it was a great it was a great uh, f- it was a great flick. It like had uh, good action. It had you know the 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 flow of it was really really well done. Um, and uh but this this particular one i felt like it was a little bit all over the place did you get that any- that is that is exactly how as i've been describing it to people like whenever they ask me mm. oh you saw it, did you like it and i said uh i felt like it was really disjointed yeah it it kind of the the way that i the re- and the reason that i felt this was because there was all these kind of action sequences right uh and sequences that kind of were all stitched together in this kind of a little bit of a plot line that was kind of going throughout the movie but it was some of them were pretty uh i don't know pretty far fetched i guess yeah 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 i don't know. like it, 
it, yeah, like I don't know how to describe it other than like it felt like it was just a bunch of random scenes that they've kind of thrown together and said this is a movie now. Yeah, you know, yeah. like here here's five minutes of this guy fighting this guy. Here's five minutes of you know crazy space racing. Here's five minutes of you know uh, something someone talking technical terms. Here's five minutes of this you know and 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 you're going oh well yeah but how does it how does it flow? Yeah, so I mean, and I mean that, that's not to say that the that there was a there was a you know plot line that was running throughout the movie because there was right you know there, yeah. there was very clearly a, a story that was was kind of unfolding. It was just kind of uh, the way that it did so was that it kind of laid out this that just kind of had no apparent like you know relevance to the to the rest of the uh, to the rest of the show. And then, you know, it, they laid out something else which had, you know, very little relevance to, you know, previous things. Uh, it it just kind of felt a little bit messy in the way that it, it, it kind of moved forward. Uh, and it kind of did. It got, it got there in the end, obviously. But, you know, uh, as an example, uh, without trying to divulge anything that wasn't already in trailers... Um, you know that they there's you know there's the scene where they're they're running through like the the what like red tree things and they you know dive out into the water right. over the cliff right that was in the tra- that was in like the first trailer yeah uh and that kind of you know that kind of happens and then it the relevance to that kind of is you know that uh it's a mission like it's a it's a, it's almost like a completely separate mission just to kind of give you this feeling that oh um, they actually do things outside of what the movie's showing, like right. you know, that there is there is stuff that happens, you know, uh, like other times, uh, and then you know they kind of play that into the plot line a little bit, so it actually does kind of have relevance to, uh, you know, where like to to Kirk and to to Spock, uh, especially, uh, and then later on, like we we fight Kling- Klingons. That's true. The, they are not on the, the they are not on the starboard bow, but you know. <laughs> what I think would have been great is is when they did show the Klingons, like I I would have squealed with joy if, if Michael Dorn had been one of them. You know, like it, it obviously you know it wouldn't have to be Worf. It, would, it could have just been Michael Dorn as a Klingon, and that, right. that would have been great. And I don't know why why they didn't make that happen. Well, well, he was in the he was in the previous movie, uh, if you remember. Um, he was in the original, like in the in the first movie, where uh, in the scene where uh, Kirk is called before the like the I guess the judiciary committee thing right. hearing, like the hearing for him, uh, uh, essentially breaking the uh, what what was it the uh, I can't remember the name of the the test that he he did. Uh, well, Kobayashi something Maru. Yes, Kobayashi Maru, uh, which was supposedly in, like an unbeatable test, I guess, uh, and he beat it by cheating, I guess, uh, g- gets called back for the committee, and Michael Dorn is the guy that's, uh, is the the guy that's, you know, actually doing most of the speaking for that okay. committee. I, I remember he, that scene. I don't remember it being him. Off, but I haven't seen. Him. I haven't seen the movie in a while, so he's hard to recognize because you know because he's he doesn't have <laughs> he doesn't have Klingon makeup on. Uh, you know the the prosthetics. Uh, so you know it's, it's uh it's very different. Mm. Mm. But yeah, 
so the the uh you know the 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 whole the whole point though is that uh you know it's it, the 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 plot line does feel quite a bit more disjointed than the than the original one did uh and that's not saying that the movie's bad because it's not i don't think it's bad i think it's really good but yeah i i think that they they could have done better in that in that regards well, see, to to me, I think that that is enough. That it, I wouldn't necessarily say it's bad, but that I wouldn't say it's good. I it's one of those things that it, I can't really recommend. Like, oh yeah, you definitely need to go see that in theaters, because I walked out going, oh yeah, I guess that was a movie, you know, and and like that that that's that's the best I could say about it. Um, and like like there there were bits that I liked, you know, there were scenes and little sub stories that were good, but overall, like I, you know, I said they're going, oh well, you know. I, Again, I felt like it was a bunch of random, you know, references to the original movies and the original series, and then you know, a tiny bit of story with just random scenes thrown on top. Okay, that's okay. that's the Brandon, the Bean review. So, if you were going to give it a rating out of ten, out of ten beans, out of ten beans, mm. how many beans would you give it? <sighs> Maybe a six out of ten. Ooh, harsh. Yeah, harsh. All right. Well, I would give it. Uh, if if I'm if I was going to give it a rating out of ten, I would have. Give, I was I was thinking a seven. So I'm not doing much better than you. Yeah. In this regards. Well, I mean, I, I think we we both agree that there were parts of the movie that were really good. Like there were ones, you know, there were scenes that were really enjoyable, and the the <clears throat> the acting was all good. You know, like I, I can't point at point it at anyone and go like they're the reason that I didn't enjoy the movie, right? You know, you know, like I, I especially thought um, McCoy was it Carl Urban? Yeah, Carl Urban. Or, yeah, like I thought he he was my he was my favorite part of the movie. But yeah, okay. But then again, I, I like him in all his other movies, and I also like McCoy in the original series. Oh, McCoy! We yeah. we everybody loves McCoy yeah. and his uh, his excess of uh, of eye makeup. Yes, <laughs> he he wears more eye makeup than some of the some of the women in that in like in the original series. It's 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 quite absurd. Uh, but yeah, he's also like, and also in in the original movie in the original series. Uh, and this is something that we haven't seen him do in in the movies yet. And I really really want him to do. The more relaxed that he gets, or actually, the more uh, you know, the more excited that he gets. Really, you know. It, as he gets, you know, as he strays kind of f- far from his, uh, from his normal self, I guess, uh, he he swings like more more southern. Yes, he he gets more of an accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's there's an episode where he's or like where he, they're on a planet and they're like they're all um, kind of being uh, affected by some sort of um, plant spore that's making them all like super relaxed. Yes, I remember and, that one. And he's drinking. He's drinking. Uh, he's he's drinking cocktails and uh, and talking in a ridiculously southern accent. <laughs> uh, it was great, great episode. And then yeah, he does the same thing when he gets like when he gets real stressed or excited. Like he starts talking in the real uh, the real western kind of southern accent. It's uh, it, it is it is a sight to behold. <laughs> the uh, the original series uh, McCoy, uh, DeForest Kelly. We love you. We love your work. Mm. So, t- 
to kind of move off into into kind of spoilers now, uh, and you know now it's kind of open forum for us, uh, guys. If you haven't seen the movie yet, and gosh, I really hope that you 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 have. Uh, because, you know, we, we want you to keep listening, but if you haven't, then you should pause right now and you should, uh, you should wait until you've seen the movie and then you can come back and watch it or uh, well, come back and listen to us right? as opposed to watch it. Uh, because we're going to talk spoilers. Mm-hmm. We're going to tell you who Benedict Cumberbatch played. Can, can I do it? Yes, you can. Okay. Can, can I do it right now? Yes, you can do it right now. All right, guys. So Benedict plays Harry Mud. It's a movie about you know it's, they're all you know falling over one another trying to get to Harry Harry Mud's harem, and you know oh it's crazy, it's funny, best movie ever. Mm-mm. Oh oh no. oh other movie. Oh right, yeah, he's Con. Yeah, Con. <laughs> as uh, as in this particular film, uh, vocalized by Spock. Towards the end, I, I still when, think a movie about Harry Mudd would be good. <laughs> Fair, if if you say so. So, <laughs> so the, the uh, in the original series, there was an episode. Uh, there, there were two main things. Like there were two main uh, characters that we people thought that uh, the cover batch was going to be playing. Uh, one of them was Khan, and the other one was Cameron Mitchell, which was, uh, he was a character from, like, a really early uh, episode, like, episode three or something ridiculous, like, like super early on. Uh, and in that uh, in that episode, Cameron Mitchell uh, is a regular guy aboard the, the uh, Enterprise, and they kind of go out and they uh, go through this energy barrier thing. And uh, he comes out the other side, have you know, and he starts uh, get gaining um, like superhuman powers. Yeah, he can control things with his mind and stuff. Yes, that that was actually was that the second pilot? No, no, no. That was uh-huh. that was where no man has gone before. That's the third episode of the uh, of the show. It may have been a second pilot, but yeah, it's it's like. Because there was there was the there was the pilot which was the cage right that was the original pilot that I don't even right. know if it aired right uh, and it was it had and this is that's the episode that uh, where we get Pike from and there's an episode with Pike where they basically steal bits from that episode uh, to to tell a story yeah which is fairly similar I guess uh, you know because they they basically reshow the entire episode. <laughs> So I certainly hope it wasn't aired because you know they they basically harvested everything from that from that show. Um, I don't think the ca- the cage was the original pilot. I don't think that was ever aired. I'm, I'm just quickly looking at. Yeah, I think, uh, um, and it does. It is definitely Captain Pike on that particular one, and it certainly right. doesn't have any of the like any of the cast members that we know and love from the original series. It does I think have Spock. It does have Spock. Yes, there you go. Spock's on it, and and that's why. In in the episode where you see Pike later on, Spock's involved, and like yeah, Spock's trying right. to, to help him out, and it's because like they're yeah. they're going back and acting like that. They're essentially saying that really did happen in yeah. in the continuity of the original series, right? Uh, so and they're just basically re redoing the episode so that they can play it later on. 
Uh, and then I think the the, the first the, the next pilot that that actually got aired was the Man Trap. Uh, well, according to Wiki, it says that Where No Man Has Gone Before was actually the second pilot that they used, but they re-edited uh, it and made it the um, third episode. Well, there you go. So it is both both the second pilot and the third. Well, that episode. explains why that explains why uh, why Bones wasn't in it, right? Because right. and it, it explains like the the weird costumes and stuff that was was in it because uh they didn't have like the 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 red nobody had red on they all had yellow or blue if they don't have red how do we know who's gonna die uh, well that's that's just it you don't you don't uh and i don't know i don't know if that's uh any different in like uh in any of the other episodes anyhow so uh in when no man has gone before uh Gary Mitchell is a. I keep. I keep thinking Cameron Mitchell <laughs> from because, Stargate. From Stargate, right? Uh, but no, Gary Mitchell. And uh, you know, he 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 gains superhuman powers, uh, and then like a, a doctor, a psychiatrist, she also gains superhuman powers, but uh, not to the same extent as Gary Mitchell. And uh, so the reason that some people thought that this was going to be the like this this might be the case was because they hinted at the fact that he was already an agent for Starfleet, like he was one of our best agents, you know, in the in the trailers. Right. Uh, and then they showed the they showed the um like the the short the shot of her screen of the blonde chick from the movie Screaming. Right. Um, what was her name in the movie? Carol Wallace. Yeah. Slash Carol Marcus. Yeah, because she changes her, her name is is different because she fakes her name. Uh, so we saw the shot of her, and because we didn't have any epi- any understanding of who she was or anything like that, uh, that kind of led people to believe that it could be from like the this episode, uh, this movie could be kind of referencing that episode, uh, and then other people thought that it might be Khan that. Coverbatch might be pulling Khan, uh, and obviously they turned out to be I think correct. Mean, I think you mean Khan, as we have to say yeah. every time we say his name. Okay, now. so every every time we have we say Khan, we've got to say Khan. Good, yeah. No, that's that's going to get old real quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we've we've both said it at least once now. I think we're good. I think yeah, we can we can kind of move on. So, uh, so in this particular. This particular movie actually follows, and I watched the uh, the the episode uh, "Space Seed," which just sounds dirty every time I say it. <laughs> uh, yep, yeah, good. So I watched that uh, earlier today, just to kind of refresh my memory of of uh, Khan from the original series. And uh, so, in the original series, Khan is uh, uh, what's his full name? What Khan's full name? Yeah, Khan Khan Sugin or something like that. Khan Nguyen Sugin, Sing Sing. Sorry, I'm terrible at this. Okay, okay. so middle name is N O O I E N. Last name is S I N G H. Yeah, Nguyen Sing. Yeah, Khan Nguyen Sing. Good. Uh, and in the original series, right, he was an Indian guy, and I mean. By that I mean from you know from India, not from not Native American, right? Uh, and uh, you know he was he was a Sikh 
and he did kind of all these really weird moves. I don't know if you like before he kind of you know exerted himself. So there's like there's a shot of when he opens his uh, when he opens the door and he kind of pulls like a prayer like praying kind of move and he's like he's got his you know brow furrowed as he focuses all his energy and then he you know suddenly grabs the door and starts pulling it back and um yeah so he was uh very very different to the movie one version yeah but well it's also because he, he wasn't played by ricardo montalban it's true uh he, he does make everything better <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. But, you know, in his place we got Cumberbatch, and I don't think anybody complain, can complain about that. Well, we can complain that he's not Ricardo. Well, yeah, but you can't <laughs> complain because he's Cumberbatch. Uh, and uh, so so in the, like in the original series, he is a guy from the uh, the eugenics wars of the 1990s. Oh, those are terrible times. I'm glad uh, yeah, survived. I, I, yeah, we we barely made it through the 1990s. I don't know about you, but you know the some of the hairstyles and stuff that came oh. out of the 1990s just awful, awful. Uh, so, uh, but also you know the eugenics wars where uh, apparently uh, you know there was a group of uh, like a rogue group of scientists who were trying to uh, improve the human race by uh, selective breeding. Um, so yeah, there's that. And, uh, you know, people, uh, people like Khan and his 72, uh, sleeping pals, uh, are the result of that. And, uh, apparently according to the original series episode, he ruled like a quarter of the planet. So, you know, there's that. Uh, and then went out, uh, then, you know, got overthrown and escaped and headed out into space on the SS Botany Bay. Which is which is something about uh, Star Trek, right? Because pretty much all of the Star Trek that I've ever seen, they are obsessed with, like, 20th century Earth history. Yes. Well, I mean, they, they also all wear, you know, 60s-style hairdos and... Indeed, you know, it, but, it, you is, know fashion, it is. Of course, fashion is on a loop. So that's you know, true. They, so they, it, yeah, it, <laughs> eventually, eventually, it'll come about that you know we're we're going to be sporting you know sixty style hairdos again, especially especially that some of the hairdos on the on the uh, on the women in that show. Wow, just the, wow. The beehives. How, how do they how do they find the time to do any of their like any of their duties? They're just <laughs> like most of the time they're just they they spend you know doing fixing their hair up. Um, cause you know, like, uh, there was, you know, uh, um, what was her name? Yeoman. I can't remember her name. I like to call her basket weave. Um, <laughs> because her hair was like a basket weave like, in the front and it was crazy. Yep. Good. Well, it's also, what is it? Uh, what's, what's her name? Uh, Jean Roddenberry's wife. Uh, she plays the the nurse. Ah, uh, yes, the, yeah, the nurse. Um, and her nurse her, Chapel. Yes, mm. and her hair is always like a, it, it's always like really poofy. And I'm pretty sure in the first couple of episodes it was quite tall as well. Yeah, yeah. No, she had pretty crazy hair in that as well. Uh, and then you know she goes on later to join Next Gen and become everybody's favorite. Uh, 
mother character. Yes. Doesn't she also do the voice of the um? She does the, the voice of the computer as well. Yep. And there's not like any, there's no no effort to hide the fact that they've got the same exact voice. Uh, <laughs> and in fact, in one episode of uh, of Enterprise, not Enterprise, not Enterprise. Wow, one episode of Next Generation, uh, she actually does talk to the computer, and the computer talks back to her in in her own voice. And you know, she's you know, she she compliments the computer on how she sounds, which is uh, which was a nice little nod to the fact that basically this. You know, same exact voice. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, actually the same exact voice. So good, good. Yep. You know, in this particular movie, follows it actually follows the the whole the idea of the uh, the original Khan episode uh, very closely because in the original episode they come across uh, like they're out in you know on their five year mission and they come across uh, the SS Botany Bay and the SS Botany Bay has uh, you know has all these people in their in their sleeping pods and they kind of you know they, they go aboard and uh, by doing so that they the ship starts waking uh, wakes up the uh, wakes up Khan Right. And uh, you know, and they you know pull him out. And at first, he's really kind of uh, he's he's kind of um, like he kind of plays along with it a little bit. Uh, and I mean, he's he's fairly kind of uh, he's a bit arrogant, and he's a bit like um, you know he, he he's kind of a bit of a a, a you know a douchebag. Yeah. Uh, but you know, especially when it comes to the the history, you know, the the history chick that's uh that falls in love with him in the episode because of course somebody has to fall in love well i mean and, he does walk around with his sh- his shirt open and you know it's it's kind of hard not to when someone does that <laughs> uh so you know and then and then eventually he tries to take over the enterprise uh and uh in this in the movie that it, it's a very similar kind of thing that happens like uh, you know uh you know at the start he's you know he's kind of like a terrorist who's you know take trying to take everybody down but uh, you know, then it turns out that he's, you know, he's doing it because, you know, because he's been wronged by uh, the Admiral. Admiral Marcus? Yes, Admiral Marcus. I'm um, glad you're on the ball, because I'm not, <laughs> clearly. And so, you know, it turns out that he's been wronged by Admiral Marcus, and, uh, you know, it, it kind of, uh, you know, the, the way that they kind of sell it is very kind of sympathetic, and you, you know, should feel sorry for him because, you know, he's just a guy that, you know, that got uh, got used by, by the Admiral. And then, uh, you know, then further on in the movie, it turns out that this entire time uh, he's had, you know, his own uh, motives. Uh, and so he is, you know, and then some, so suddenly he's trying to take over. And he tries to take over. Instead of taking over the Enterprise, he takes over the SS Ven- USS Vengeance, which is the, uh, the big, you know, dark Enterprise thing. Right. Uh, which is originally commanded by Admiral Marcus because, uh, you know, because everything... Uh, has played out in such a way that the admiral thinks that you know oh no we're going to you know we, it, it's everything's going to lead to war with with Klingons I guess right uh, so must be ready so we must build warships and so uh, they I, I just want to point know. out that was that was one of the things that I didn't get in that movie like they were trying to pretend like the spaceships were just you know just spaceships and that like they'd need specialized warships if they went to fight but. Well, That's... yeah, but you look, if you look at the like the original series, and if you look at uh, if you look at like Next Gen and some of the other uh, series that came out, uh, it's very clear. Uh, it's or at least they try to make it very clear that they're not they're not the military. 
uh, and they try it like, and and they go so far as to say that, like in the movie, um, because Scotty has has a line there, you know, also oh, we're you know we're we're being, you know, we're like we're we're like the military now, you know, because uh, up until this point, you know, they've, they've <laughs> Starfleet has always been about uh, not so much military, more, I guess, like police in that they keep the peace they don't like they're not there to fight wars and stuff and uh obviously you know they they have ships that have uh fighting capabilities because not everybody that they meet in their explorations uh is friendly right and if they were the series would be very boring yes but Uh, to me it's like you know you're flying around in in what is essentially a tank, and then going, no, 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 we're not the military, but ignore ignore these big giant guns that I'm carrying around with me, and yeah, I'll I'll, pre- I'll pretend I'll pretend like I'm you know I really you know I'm a pacifist, but woo, if you get on my bad side, I'll blow you up. Right, uh, and it's kind of a it's it's kind of one of those really fine lines that the series tries to walk, uh, because you know it's it's. Uh, and they and they do really make a, a big, very very big point about it, uh, about you know it, the Starfleet just being about exploration and and uh, you know being being a peaceful kind of uh, bunch, a peaceful bunch. <laughs> uh, and you know, obvious, and you know they they actually do like that that same question that you're asking is asked in the series uh, extensively. You know, there is an episode. There's a there's a Western episode in the original series where they come across uh, these beings that are like floating things, like, and they kind of and they they like oh you know you how can you say that you are peaceful when you have weapons and uh, you know they they you know basically abduct them and put them uh, put them in this kind of Western thing where they have to play out and get through it and you know and do so in a peaceful manner that you know to prove that they they don't you know they're not out there for war and stuff like that so the the idea is that starfleet is is not is not a military operation it's uh like they're they're a bunch of 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 people with um with good intentions and uh i see them like stargate sg1 you know what i mean like yeah, it, it was it, technically their job was to go out there and find you know new planets, you know create alliances and that kind of stuff, but they were still military. Yeah, it's not like well, they, 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 they very, didn't pretend they didn't, Yes, yeah, and they didn't pretend not to be. You know, like it was a yes, we're military, but this is this is what our job duty is. And I feel like really that's at least how how I've understood it and how it always looked to me was that's how Star Trek is. You, you know, like if you think about. Um, the, the movies as they went on, like I mean, the, the only one I can think of, the only ones I can think of are like the Next Generation movies. The the Enterprise is always in in the thick of whatever battle happens to take place. It isn't like, hey, you guys, you, the Borg are coming, but you guys hold off to the side. We'll let the military side come out and fight. No, no, it's just, just every every ship we have is just being thrown out there to attack them because yeah, but- they're the same thing. But keeping in mind that in the original series they didn't have these uh, quote military. In quote ships, uh, it was just they had their fleet of ships and they had a fleet of you know of ships that were outfitted with the ability to uh, to you know to do damage if if it was necessary. But as far as they could, I believe they like the idea was that you know if we're you know peace first and then 
you know, and then shoot bullets if we have to, right. uh, you know, shoot phases if we have to. Uh, whereas I think the the point between, behind this uh, this USS Vengeance thing uh, is that, you know, shoot first, ask questions later. Right. Kind of approach. So it's a it's a slight uh, uh, even if even if you want to kind of see them as like a military outfit, which they very clearly are. Like you you only have to look at like the fact that they have uniforms and ranks and you know and uh, you know the captain of the ship and stuff like that. Like it's a, it's very clearly like a military esque uh, bunch. Uh, like like you know very clearly, but I think the point of them is less is less about, you know, uh, fighting wars and more about, okay, we're going to explore. And if we happen to get into a situation where, uh, where we get, you know, where we have to have to defend ourselves or have to, uh, take someone out, then, you know, so be it. Right. Well, I, like, I get that and I understand that, but I think in the movie anyway, they try to push it more like, you know, like, oh, we'd never fight, you know, that's not our job at all, which is silly. Because, you know, I think even in the first movie they were fighting people. You know what I mean? Right. Like, imagine, you know, if if Scotty said in in, in the first structure movie, no, I'm sorry, we can't fight. What was it, Nero? Yeah, Nero. So, yeah, like, sorry, we can't fight Nero. We're not the military. You know, everyone would have looked at him and said, "What's wrong with you?" You know what I mean? <laughs> but in, in this well, we're one, we're going it's to suddenly... die if you don't if yeah. We don't fight. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I see where you're coming from, uh, and. I think I think they are a little bit little bit different to to the military uh like like in Stargate. Uh and that's un- that's simply because of the I guess the um the the purpose behind them. Right. Uh you know, the the military like the American military exists as for the mili- like for mi- for militaristic reasons, right? It's right. you know, they're there to to defend uh, defend the country, and if necessary, like they will go out and fight, right? Uh, and I think that on top of that, uh, Starfleet is actually their their main purpose is to is to explore. In Star in Stargate, it's different because their main purpose was to like was to defend the country, but they just so happened to explore him because they were in the best position to do so. True, uh, true. Which is which is why in Stargate, like, there's all the thing about you know it should be overseen by civilians and all that sort of stuff. Uh, in Star Trek, you know, Star Starfleet is is you know is an exploration thing first and the defense thing because they happen to also be the best uh, choice for defending. Right. But they like and they they attack those they attack those uh like kind of situation. A lot, like they, you know, they they try to explore that uh, from all sides. I think. So, one one of the things that I I, I kind of wanted to talk about uh, in this episode was uh, some of the things that we really like about the original series that we don't really necessarily like about the new movies, uh, and some of the things that we like about the new movies that we don't like about the original series. Um. So one of the things that I really enjoy about the original series as opposed to the new movies is that the characters in the show, uh, they all have very clearly got like their own journey. They've all, they're, they're all on their own journeys. And I don't necessarily right. mean that in such a way that, you know, they're, you know, they're being written in such a way that they're kind of, you know, going they they've, they've got character arcs or anything like that, but it's very clear that 
you know, they've all, all come from somewhere else. Um, and I think that's something that we, we lose simply because of the time and who is like, who's being cast in the, in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I get what you're saying. It's, it's very homogenized. Like it feels like, yeah, you know, you're you're the token this culture, you're the token this culture, but you're all just kind of generic faces on the on the bridge, right? Um, and even going further, right? You know, uh, in the original series, uh, you know, DeForest Kelly was, uh, you know, who played who played Bones, uh, you know, he really he really did feel like he had like he had kind of quite a bit of time under his belt and he's, you know, he's done, he's done all this other stuff before he came on board the ship, uh, uh, you know, and he had, he had history that kind of played into his, in, into why he was the way he was, but in the movies, right, he's just, he's just that way. That's just right. how he is. Okay. That's how we're going to explain it. He's just how, this is just how he is. Uh, and, you know, and so, you know, we, as far as we know in the, in the movie version of him, he has an ex-wife, uh, who talk everything but his bones, which is apparently why he gets the name Bones. Uh, and you know he he's he's basically he, you know he came up through Starfleet Academy the same way as as Kirk did. Um, yeah, I, I think what it is is that the movie it's it's almost like Star Trek isn't really the title. The proper title is Kirk, <laughs> um, and in it's this true. this one maybe a bit more of Kirk and Spock, but. It, yeah. it is very much about, you know, one of those two. I, I think with the series that even though, well, yes, a lot of it was Kirk, there were episodes that focused on on Bones. There were episodes that fo- focused on Spock or, you know, random other people. Like, so it, it never really felt like, you know, Kirk was the only one there. Right. Uh, yeah, no, that's true. And the the, the the movies have been very focused on, on Kirk Uh and Kirk's journey, especially, uh, where you know everybody else is kind of the the like a secondary character in in this to him. Uh, the, there's not there's not as much uh, kind of group thing things happening uh, in in the movies. Although it, I, I will be fair, in the new movies there is uh, there is a little bit more of the playfulness between uh, Bones and Spock and Kirk. Uh, because they have that, they have that, that, that. Those couple of moments where they're, you know, where where they're ribbing each other about stuff, um, where they're trying to figure out what to do next, and you know, as part of that, they're kind of having this little uh, back and forth, and we got a lot of that in the original series, right? And it was a lot more playful. The, the best part about the movie version of it, though, is that there there isn't the. <laughs> 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 yes, and then although, yeah, uh, <laughs> and then, yeah credits. You know, there's you know, is that is a derogatory comment towards my Vulcan heritage? Uh, you know, and uh, and bones with with his you know his distrust of all things Vulcan, <laughs> pointy-eared bastard. Uh, you know, it's, like, like there, there is a, there is a lot more of that in in this particular movie than there was in the in the original movie. Like, uh, there was very very little of that. Uh, but then. There is also a lot more of just regular, like you know, uh, like regular character interaction in this particular movie than there was in the first in the first one. I think because the first one was very, very much focused on uh, on Kirk and to some extent also Spock's kind of journey because you know we saw him as a young kid and then we saw him 
choosing to go to Starfleet and then, you know, and kind of making his way through. But uh, it was mostly about, you know, Kirk um, finding his way to the, you know, to the, to the chair. Uh, and in this particular movie, like, you know, he gets kind of pulled back and kind of has to go through all that again. But along with that, there is a lot more uh, of the characters going on their own little journeys uh, throughout the movie. And they, they, they still continue to play the uh, the Spock and Uhura love story, which right. was, is just weird. I just, I, I just can't, I, like, I look at, I watch them, like, the original series, and I just kind of look at it and I go, how, how, why would they even, like, where did this come from? It doesn't yeah. make any sense, really. Well, especially because in the original series, it was um, Nurse Chapel. That Nurse didn't, Chapel. She, kind of, she had, like, a yeah. crush thing for Spock. Right, she did, and uh, and it was it was unrequited. Yeah, so it's it's weird. I just I I continue to find that weird. Yeah. So, here's the question. Here's the the ultimate question. In the new cast and in the old cast, uh, who do you think plays their characters better? Oh, uh, that's a good so, question. So let's let's uh let's start with with Kirk. So who do you think? Who do you think more embodies uh, the character of Kirk? Do you think it's uh, Shatner, or do you think I, that it's Chris Pine? I, I think it's I think it's Shatner because I think Chris Pine, and it's nothing against him specifically. I think it's just the way it's written. Is he's kind of a generic action hero? Yeah, it's true. I, like, I get that same kind of vibe. Yeah. But also, you've got like when you've got Shatner, you know. And just like, just like, uh, you know, when when Bones gets uh, gets you know highly emotional, Kirk, you know, will sometimes get uh, you know supercharged, and he starts talking in his Kirk voice, <laughs> where he spaces his words out. Well, you very forget weirdly. that he sometimes talks like this as yes. well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that will always embody Kirk to me. Yeah, well, it's, that's a Kirk has to talk. <laughs> so, what about uh, what about Spock then? Who do you, do you think uh, Zachary Quinto or do you think Leonard uh, Nimoy? Uh, see, that, that's more difficult. I, I think because I, I feel like the Spocks aren't the same. Like okay. I, I think Quinto's Spock is more human. Like in in both in both movies, he's been a bit more emotional. Like he gets angry, and right. I I don't think one is necessarily better than the other. Like I think they're they're different versions of the same of the same character. You know what I mean? Hmm. Mm. Well, I mean, you can say that about all of the characters, right? Uh, they are different versions of the same character. I mean, personally, I do understand what you mean, though. It's very difficult to choose between the two of them. I think it's I think Quinto is uh is rather excellent casting. Uh, for for a young Spock, regardless of yeah, the way that he's I think, playing, I think they did well with that. Like I, I would I would go so far as to say that uh, that's probably the best casting decision that they made throughout the entire like uh, of the entire cast uh, was was putting uh, was was putting Quinto at, in as Spock. Uh, yeah. Although I I still I still somewhat expect him to you know start cutting open people's heads and <laughs> and taking their superpowers. Uh, so well, there's that. That's that's how it becomes so logical, right? Yeah, it's logical. It's only logical. Uh, 
And I look, I I I love Nimoy. Like Nimoy has all of my respect. All of my respect. There is very little left over for everybody else. <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm so glad. I'm so glad that he made another appearance in this particular movie because I just you know it just wouldn't have been the same without him. Yeah, and actually, that's, that's the other thing. Speaking of the movie, because I remember that scene, they said, you know, see, you know, see if you can get his contact with with New Vulcan. Well, if they could contact New Vulcan, why couldn't they contact Earth? Because like the the, the like true. the next immediate scene is they were falling into Earth. Right. You know, like wouldn't wouldn't that have been helpful information to to say, hey, by the way, uh, here's everything that's just happened. Please send help. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good idea. Yeah. So, yeah. I can't answer that for you, but I just look. I'm I'm glad that that uh, that Nimoy made a made a reappearance. Yes, and did did the I can't tell you anything, but here's here. Let me tell you everything. Yeah, I can't. You know, I can't tell you anything. And then verbal diary. Yeah. Good, good. Uh, and all right. So how about bones? Oh, I like them both, but. I, I think it's it's what we were saying before was with, with the series you you can get a bit more for the, a bit more feel for the characters. Yep. So I, I'm gonna go with DeForest Kelly. Yeah. Though, though I do, I do think Carl Urban does a very good job. Like, but the problem is he's just he's just not there. Like, no, he's not. He's not. He is not. He's not quite there. Although out of out of all the characters, I think he does does the like does the best version of the original. Out yeah. of the new characters, yeah, they, they uh, just doesn't have any screen time. Yeah, um, and, and and as we kind of as we kind of go through this list, I'm finding more and more that I just like I'm thinking, okay, uh, like I'm thinking ahead. I'm thinking Uhura. No, I I prefer the original series version. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scotty, uh, no, I prefer the original series version. So look, I I I'm just gonna, gonna cut. You know, I I think we can probably cut the list short and just say like, and, and as far as casting goes. And I think this kind of plays into the fact that you know, like I said before, that they have that the the original series cast feel like they have a lot more, um, a lot more uh, kind of character to them, like, and not just stuff that's seen on screen, but stuff that you kind of feel comes through there, uh, because you know, because because of the nature of what they did before, uh, you know, you know, as actors, you know, they weren't always actors, they weren't, uh, you know. They weren't uh, career actors. They kind of they did something else and then went into interac- into acting, right. uh, for the most part, at least. Uh, and uh, and Kelly was whereas, a was a bricklayer. Was he? No. Was he really? No. Uh, that that would have been I think nice. Like wouldn't some it? of them, so, like some of them were in the actual military and stuff like that. Uh, whereas you know the these the the, the new cast, uh, you know, they're, they're career actors. Like they're they're they've I mean, they're fairly young as it is, uh, but you know, uh, for the most part, they've been acting their entire lives anyway. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if if I liked any of the uh, new versions better than the old versions, but I don't think so. Character-wise, no. Yeah, not that anyone's done anything particularly wrong. It's not like we can go, oh, no. Well, you know, Simon Pegg is terrible because uh, you know he does this or he does that. It's just, you know, yeah, it's it's again, it's what we were saying before, just. There's there's not enough chance to kind of explore any of the characters, right? Right. Um, one of the things that I really do love about the new the new movies though, uh, is just is how real they feel. 
uh, as opposed to the old ones, uh, yeah. the original series, obviously. And I mean, that's that's strictly like a budget limitation, right? Because you know the the amount of time that they had, the amount of uh, money that they had to build sets and build build stuff, and even just like the technology that they had, you know, back in the sixties, uh, was so much more limited than what we have now. Um, and so. Like the the new the new movies have have quite a lot more uh, realism to them. Like you know, when you go to engineering, it's not a single set that they continually reuse, which has like a few computer walls and uh, you know everything's kind of really flat and and uh, you know it's basically just a room with some flashing lights and some noises. Uh, whereas in you know in the in the movies, you know they're they're more uh, there's you know there's big walkways and giant you know canisters and the you know the warp core right is is this really huge thing that uh you know which gets showed off specifically in this new movie in like in previous iterations of star trek even like even if you go so far as uh you know next generation right it's it's this kind of you know flashing light thing that is Maybe not even not even bigger that much bigger than the uh, than the console in in the TARDIS from Doctor Who, right? It's it, it's not yeah, very big it, at it all. Is, it is quite similar to that, actually. So just to kind of uh, to kind of wrap things up, look, the the movies are really really uh, really do have their own kind of life life, I guess. Uh, comparing them to the original series is almost unfair because of because you know of, of the very difference. Uh, the very big differences in time, uh, in budget, in in uh, in actors and stuff like that. Uh, I think that there are certain places that the movies, as good as they are, falls they fall fall down. Uh, part of being, you know, the the fact that you know, just simple things like the fact that the the actors uh, don't have as much life experience as as the original series ones do. But yeah, I, I stand I stand by my uh, my my original assessment of the of the film. Seven jellies. Seven jellies and six six beans. Six beans and seven jellies. So, yeah. But that's really all we've got time for, so I'm just going to tie things up. Guys, uh, if you would like to read any of the stuff that we are going to link to, uh, the, you know, we've there's not a huge amount of show notes today because the the lack of uh, multiple topics. Right. Uh, but, you know... But we're gonna, you know, I'm gonna throw the Riker, some some Riker videos in, into the uh, into the show notes because, you know, Riker. Uh, so if you'd like to uh, check the, any of those out, you can find the show notes at jellyandbean.co forward slash twenty five because today this is the twenty fifth episode. Uh, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can do that by via email. Hmm. You can tell us all about how awesome Star Trek is, or you could randomly tell us all about how awesome something else is. Just because, oh, or you can. how, or how terrible something is. We, yeah, we don't, we don't, do we're, not, we're well. not restricted to just awesome. Although we like awesome better than we like awful. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so you can do that. Jump on the website jellyandbean.co forward slash contact. Fill out the form. Send us an email. Uh, we will, we will read it and uh, and endeavor to get back to you I guess uh, you can also talk to us on Twitter we do that we talk on Twitter uh, Brendan is at Brandroid Attack and I am at Jellybean Soup wow Star Trek Into Darkness this is 
Jelly and Bean going into darkness now for a week and then we'll be back and we'll miss you until then we'll see you next time bye bye